Um, I know you're saying, I thought you start at um, 10.30, and we usually do, but we have some fun church business to take care of here at the church, and so now I get to start preaching. And so we welcome all of you who are joining us live at YouTube and at Facebook, and uh, we're so glad that you can be here. I'm Pastor David Kufal, and this is New Life, and we are located at 1021 South Center Street in beautiful Wapiton, North Dakota, and we would love to have you come and join us and be in service with us. Remember, the Lord said, do not neglect the gathering of yourselves together. Most of all of us have been now vaccinated. In fact, in the church here, we might just have, and I'm not going to let you know who, so you won't know, we might just have only one person or two people, not fact, three people, not vaccinated. And that's because um, the most of them are just children. So, and, but that is something between you and the Lord and what you have researched and what you feel comfortable about on that vaccination. Um, however, come. Bible says, do not neglect the gathering of yourselves together. And there's a reason for it. I believe we're living in the last days because, as the writer of Hebrews says, because as we, we see the day approaching, it's going to get tougher and tougher in this old world. And so we need to go ahead. We need each other. We need each other's strength. We need each other's help. We need each other's prayers. And there's something about doing it together. Yes, it's okay that you're watching from home or on your boat or at your campsite or wherever you are today. We welcome you. But there's something about getting together. So now that we're coming out of the pandemic, it's time for us to gather again as the people of God. Amen. But if you can't be here, this is the best way to show up is on our virtual campus right where you are at. And for our friends in Canada, I know you can't even gather yet. And uh, we won't talk about politics of Canada because I don't understand it and I know you don't understand it either. And so, of course, you, well, anyway, praise the Lord. God is so good. Today I want to talk to us about is showing love. Showing love. Three things that we're going to talk about is how to show love is keep your word Keep your, don't change slides or anything yet, just keep your word. The second thing we're going to see is when we're showing love, we're going to need to go the second mile with people. The second mile, so show your love and go that second mile. The third thing we're going to have to do if we're going to show love in the day and age that we live in right now is love our enemies. Amen? Pray for those who despitefully use us and love our enemies. Amen? So, that is what we're going to look at. We're, and by the time we're done, we'll be done with chapter 5 of Matthew. And then the next time I preach, we'll start the second part of the Sermon on the Mount, which is chapter 6. And so we're going to work through the whole Sermon on the Mount this summer. And it really talks about the day and age we live in, doesn't it? We've been finding. So let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day we thank you, Lord, that we can gather together here at our beautiful campus and right there from our living rooms or bedrooms or from our boats or our campsites or wherever we're at, Lord, that we can gather together and praise your name and learn about you. 
Thank You, Lord, for Your goodness to us and Your love. Thank You, Lord, for this Word today and for Your anointing. And Lord, let it find good soil in our lives. We praise You for this. In Jesus' name. And then Lord, use us. Use us to reach somebody with the love of Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. By the way, we got some um, project we want to keep improving we we want we need to do some lighting now that we got our camera we want to do some lighting we are going to be setting up a booth just for our director to have all the equipment in and uh, so if you like to help out with that right above my head as you see our website and right there and we will thank you like crazy if you'd like to help out with that so the lighting is better and the sound is better and you can hear better and enjoy better, um, right above my head is our website. You can go right to our website. There's a place on there um, that you can give through Tithely. The nice thing about Tithely, it is super simple, super easy, and you can give right through there to help with the project if you like to. And so um, we would love to have that happen. And we thank everybody who uses Tithely and who helps out all the time. You are all awesome. And thanks to everybody who gives the old-fashioned way through the plate. Thank you. That is so... Can you imagine that's old-fashioned? That's just how it's always been. But now people can pull out their... My word, you can pull out your phone now and go right to Tithely and pow! And give. It's amazing. You don't even have to write a check. Because Tithely is like writing a check. And it's so easy to do. And, uh, you know, this, this day that we live in is just amazing. And uh, back when I started preaching, we, if you're going to have cameras, you better have a church that could give millions because you had to buy all this, expensive, all this expensive lighting and expensive cameras, and they were huge things. And um, my word, <laughs> some of us remember watching Bob Hope in Vietnam and you, they take a shot of the crowd and you see those huge cameras they would have to carry with. And that's what you would have to buy for, the, for your church. Can you imagine? Where would we put them? But now we, we have these nice, wonderful, compact cameras that can actually can do more than that. And it's a blessing. And this is our way of showing love to you. It's one of our ways is being able to broadcast to you on YouTube and on Facebook and for those who listen to our podcast, um, that way you can be blessed along with us. Now, showing love. Um, when we go through these verses, I want you to keep in mind something. This is how God has dealt with every one of us. Think about that. This is how God, that's why I didn't want you to change the page. This is how God has dealt with every one of us. Think about this. He has what? He always keeps his word to us. There's a verse in the Bible that says that God can't lie. He always keeps his word. What does he hate? A liar. Okay? So if God doesn't want the, keeps his word, we should keep our word. Okay? What else did God do with us? He's always gone the second mile with us. Um, can you say amen that he still goes the second and third and fourth mile with you now? Right? How many times do we mess up? No, I, don't raise your hand, but none of us are perfect, right? You don't need to raise your hand. No. He always goes that second mile with us. And what else does God do? He 
loved his enemies. Did you know that before we were saved, we were God's enemies? There was enmity between us and God because of our sin, but he saved us because Jesus came and died for us. So let's get into the word here. Matthew chapter 5, verse 33. Now you can turn it. Hmm. Um, you're gonna have to pay. There's a lot of slides there today, so you're gonna have to pay. You'll have to watch it. I'll try not to go as fast as Brother Mercer did last week to your sister. Verse 33 says, "Again, you have heard." He's talking about in the Old Testament the prophets and the law that it was said to those of old. You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform all your oaths to the Lord. Now Jesus is getting into this here because the religious leaders had all of a sudden turned with something that was simple, just keep your word, don't swear false, you know. And now all, they have all these oaths. You know, and you had to perform all these rituals and perform all these things to do these oaths. In fact, when Paul went back down to Jerusalem um, before they arrested him, you know, when they started throwing him in jail, and um, not started when they there, but when he, the, the, when he got arrested and then eventually end up in Rome, they, the church made him swear an oath and he had to shave off all his head and go to the temple to keep his word because they were trying to appease the Judaizers in the church. And they should have said, no, Grace of God is what we live by. We don't need to keep all those. Jesus fulfilled the law. Paul doesn't need to do that, but Paul did it because um, he didn't want to bring a reproach upon the church there in Jerusalem. And he says, um, So the Lord says, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But then Jesus says in verse 34, but I say to you, do not swear at all. So do not swear at all, he says. So you don't need to do these old things. Do not swear at all. Neither by heaven, for it's God's throne, nor by the earth, for it's his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. Uh, okay, okay, I know some of you ladies are thinking, I do it all the time. I got a, I got, I got choler. No, I'm not going to say it. Uh, I was going to say that you have your hair dye on standby all the time. You know Lucy was always that naturally redhead, yeah. right? <laughs> oh my word. I know some men who do that too. I'm not looking at you, Hal. I know it's not you. <laughs> Albin thought of it, but he says, nah, it's not worth it. <laughs> Marion says, oh, she likes the way he looks. She thinks he looks distinguished. It's the ones who, paint, who color their hair pink. And what is with that blue hair? Never mind. Um. <laughs> now, when we look at verse 34, 
through 36. This swearing here has nothing to do with profanity. This has nothing to do with profanity, but rather flippantly using God's name. And too many of us as Christians flippantly use God's name at times. Don't we? You know? Oh my God! You're not praying. I remember when I was in the public school working with kids, and a kid would say, say something like that, and you could see the other Christian kids in the room just cringe. And I would say, unless you are praying... Unless you are praying, we don't want to hear it. I wasn't going to deny the right to pray, but unless you're praying, we don't want to hear that out of your mouth. Too many times we're too flippant. Not only are we not to use God's name flippantly, but His creation is off limits as well. Could we make any of this? No. Scientist was an atheist and he challenged God once thinking he could challenge God. Can you imagine? And he said to God, oh, we're so smart now, we can create as well. We don't need you, God. We can create as well. And God says, you think so, huh? Oh, yes, I can, I can create as good as you do. He says, okay, well, you want to have a contest? Scientists thinking so prideful and boastful said, sure. So he gathered up all his stuff. He brought out his chemicals and this and that and tissue. Wait a second, tissue? He brought out all these things and he had it ready to start creating life right there in, in the laboratory. And God laughed. He says, uh-uh, I thought you said you wanted to have a fair competition. He says, you've got to use what I used. What do you mean, God? We're going to create out of nothing. Because God spoke it all into existence. Showed that, showed that atheist he didn't know what he was talking about, did, didn't he? course that's my made-up story because can you imagine trying to go up against God for anything <laughs> nor are we supposed to swear on man on humans because humans are God's highest creation Back in Jerusalem, they used to take oaths to Jerusalem all the time. I swear by the city of Jerusalem. Because, you know, that's God's city. That's where the king is supposed to live. No, 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 the off limits. Oh, I swear by King David. Or how about something that we hear some people? I swear on my mother's grave. And your mother's not even dead yet, but you're swearing on your mother's grave. That you're going to do the... And we've all heard those people, right? Old man Daly, Mayor Daly of Chicago, used to always talk about swearing on his saintly mother. He always brought her up. It was a good line. 
why he kept on getting reelected. He knew how to appeal to all those moms out there. And then Jesus says, let your yes be yes and your no, no. Let, let, let's look at verse 37. But let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Wow. This is dealing with our verbal communication. And that includes texting or otherwise is also covered by this. Be careful what you text. Be careful what you post. The followers of Christ must stand out by their truthfulness, honesty, and integrity. Subterfuge and double talk are out. They have no place in a Christian's lifestyle. It's one thing when we're joking with our friends. It's a different story when we're talking to people, especially non-Christians. Or, or we're dealing with church business. No subterfuge. No, no double speak. When I talked about tithely, that was just the truth. We need some help to do, make the lighting in this place better for you and where you're at. That was not that's just a fact. I gotta hang a bar in the church. Hang a bar, not build a bar. Hang a bar up there to put all the lighting on. We are not a progressive church, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. So keep your word to people when you talk to them. You know that I help you with your testimony to them, especially that person you've been trying to get saved? Come on. And then go the second mile with people, just like Jesus went with you. Verse 38, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whatever is... But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. So Hal, come up here, let's demonstrate. <laughs> no. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. And then give to him who asks, and from him who wants to borrow, from you do not turn away. You know, Jesus was just changing the perceived rules. He was he's talking really about their vengeance. You've got to get rid of that vengeance. Now, Jesus was not talking about if somebody comes up to you and says a non-truth that you're just supposed to... You know, when Jesus was talked about during his trial, remember that? They were lying against him and they slapped him. The high priest slapped him. And what did Jesus do? Did he turn his other cheek? In that case, no, he rebuked him. And then the, high, then the other man says, Oh, you know who you're talking to? It's the high priest. And Jesus says, I knew you were the high priest. Now Jesus is trying to make a point. 
There's a time to turn the other cheek, and there's times to stand up for what is right because they were falsely accusing him. But in this case, he's talking about vengeance. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. My word. You went ahead and hurt one of my church members, now I'm going to hurt you. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. No, we turn the other cheek there. We turn the other cheek there. It's time for Christians today again to learn to turn the other cheek. Why do I say that? Because I go on Facebook. My word, I am so glad we don't have that in our church any longer. It is so nice. We just love one another. We build each other up. We care about one another. But you know what? I see some Christians get on Facebook and they get so, you said that about, I got to get you. No, turn the other cheek, let it go. <clears throat> Most of those people are sitting in their mother's basement anyway. Come on. <clears throat> and the sad part is there's some people who are, who are acting like they're sitting in their mother's basements and they're 60 years old now. Because they can hide behind a computer screen. Remember, they're high. they would never say that to your face if they were in front of you. But they hide behind. So just let it go. Make sure that when you're responding to something, that you, before you hit post, you edit yourself. And then go that second mile. It could make all the difference in the world. That, that that person might just get saved. And wouldn't it be worth it all to go the second mile? Come on. And then he says, love your enemies. Verse 43. I'm getting ready to wrap this thing up. You have heard. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus changes all that. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Don't the IRS agents do the same? Right? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect. Therefore, therefore, you know what? When God puts a therefore in the Bible, you know what you're supposed to do? Find out why it was, it's therefore. Therefore, you shall be perfect. What? Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect if we would love our neighbors love and love our enemies just like we love ourselves. Amen? This is how God loved us. Amen? This is how God... How, how do I know that? Romans 5.8. Did 
She's going to throw that up there for you. Romans 5, 8, because I'm going to go fast now because then <clears throat> it'll be hard for you to turn your pages that fast. Okay, Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. <coughs> now, for those who are on Facebook Live, if you ever want to see the Scriptures along with it, when we start out over on Facebook, all you have to do is go to YouTube. <clears throat> and I think there's a link there at Facebook. Is there not? There will be next week. Um, <clears throat> you'll be able to switch over there. And all the Scriptures that I put up on the um, screen, you'll also receive at YouTube. So that's a tease for you to go over to YouTube. By the way, if we get enough people watching at YouTube over Facebook Live, we get our own channel designated. So right now you can go to get to our go to YouTube and then look up Wap It In Church Wap It In New Life. Is that how you got it? Okay. And um, you'll find it there. And uh, you'll find some other interesting there's a, a group of nuns that come up there on the uh, anyway. It's so funny. And they're not even new life. Anyway, they're not even whopping in. I don't know who they are, but they look like they're having fun. Um, <laughs> but God demonstrated His own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, what happened? Christ died for us. Jesus went and died for us even though we were sinners. Even though we haven't accepted Him in our hearts, He died for us so that we could. Isn't that marvelous? That's how much love He has for us. Christ here is only asking us to do what God the Father has already done for us. <laughs> is that, un as Paul would say, is that unreasonable? Of course not! Come on, think about it. That's not unreasonable to love people like God has loved us. And it all starts with God's love for us. So let us show the same love to others. John 3, 6. Huh? The clock is getting away from me. <laughs> John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world. I was put on a timer today. Because our director has to leave at a certain time. And you're going, well, let her go. No, yeah, but she's got to control the thing. Anyway, <laughs> she can walk away, but you'll see all of a sudden black. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen? Isn't God good? He is so good to us. He loved us so much that He sent Jesus to die for us so that we could be saved. God wants to do so much in our church and in your lives. And He wants us to understand and take these principles that Jesus taught us, apply them to our lives and use them to reach others. I, I, I've talked to you at home there at our virtual campus and said and i don't know how many of you have ever gotten have gotten saved through this broadcast we like to know because we want to pray for you if you got saved because of this broadcast in the past will you hit the heart button just hit the heart button there at facebook we want to know why because we just want to pray for you we're not 
You're not going to be put on some mailing list. We just want to pray for you. We want to be able to call your name. So Gary, hit the heart button. Or Patricia, hit the heart button. I don't know. You, you guys don't... Comp- I, I was talking to Pastor Travis. He's got a big church there in, in Minot. And they got these beautiful cameras and everything. They already got the lighting and everything. And so it looks like, like they really know what they're doing there. And, and, and he was telling me he's got the same problem I do. That we want to make connections with you because God's connected with you. And he wants you to be connected with a group of funny people that will pray for you and you can pray for us and hopefully you've been praying for us. And we pray for you every Thursday even though we don't know your name. Every Thursday during our prayer meeting, we pray for you. But we want to have these principles put together in our lives. And so we want to live these things out in front of others. We want to show that love that God has for us to others so that we could be that draw to Jesus so that you or your friends or your neighbors would get saved. Amen? And that's the other thing. Invite people to church. We fellowship really good, but invite people to church. Just say, come on. Come to New Life with me. You know? Get them over to the house for a cookout. Do something. Do something. Get to know them. Get to know your neighbors. Even the ones that aren't very nice to you. Remember, we've got to love our enemies too. Because God wants to do a work. So, let us close in prayer. Lord Jesus, I just thank You that You're in this place with us. And You're meeting with us wherever we're at, in our living rooms or in our bedroom. I know some of you watch from the bedroom because you told me. Um, from your boats or campsite or wherever You're at. Lord, just thank You for meeting with us today. Help us to grow in You and help us to live by Your principles that are still the same today as they were when You gave them to us. Help us to love people and to turn that other cheek and to go the second mile. Help us to always keep our word when we give it. We praise You for this in Jesus' name. And Lord, You are just so awesome. Lord, we love You. And thank you for loving us. And thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I feel like we're supposed to do this. I want you, the person who's sitting right next to you, grab their hand right now. Come on, grab their hand. Grab their hand. You might have to move over a little bit, but grab their hand. Don't worry about the cameras. Just let them roll. Grab their hand. You join us at home, wherever you're at. Grab their hand. And I want you to pray for one another. Pray that the Lord would use your, the person you're praying for, your family member that's right there. We're all family. Every one of us is family. This is our family. Pray for each other. That the Lord will use you. That the Lord will help you to love people. That the Lord will help you to tell others about the greatest love they could ever find is in Jesus Christ. Just pray for one another that God would do a work in you and in our church.
In, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just pray out loud. Just make a lot of noise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We just praise you for this, Lord. Touch each one as we pray for one another, Lord. That, Lord, you would use all of us. That you would use us, Lord. That you would help us, Lord Jesus, to, to do what you've called us to do. And go and reach people with your love. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Now call out your neighbor that you're praying for right now. Just call out their name right to the Lord right now. Come on. Just call out their name. Just say, Lord, bless Eve. Lord, touch Dad. Lord, get hold of that mom of mine. Lord, hallelujah. Just, just, just pray for each other. And then if you know somebody's not feeling well, pray for that one right now that's not feeling good. And, 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 and just ask the Lord to touch them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Lord, I pray for those at home or on their devices, Lord, that you touch them right now in Jesus' name. Bless them and keep them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Do a work in their lives. If they're not well, Lord, today, I pray that you would heal them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Heal them in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to start having altar calls in the church again. After last week's service, my word, we're ready. We're ready for altar calls again. Hallelujah. We will see you on uh, Thursday. We will be here Thursday. I know we weren't here Thursday, but you had most of camp meeting um, shared with you. We will be on Thursday night at 6 o'clock. But for those who are tuning in, remember we start at 6.30. Uh, we will be here. And uh, of course, church will be go ongoing on 4th of July as well. Well, God bless you, all those in Facebook land and at you on YouTube. Praise the Lord.